and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is Tara McLean. Now, Tara is a very talented Canadian singer-songwriter. She released her first album, Silence, back in 1995. Great album, still holds up today. She has one of those made-for-Hollywood stories about how she got her record contract. In the 90s, she toured with Lilith Fair. She shares some stories there. And she talks about making a video for one of her songs. It's a really cool video. And I always ask artists about where they were the first time they heard one of their songs played on the radio or the most interesting place they've heard one of their songs. Tara took it one step further, and she tells me where she played one of her songs. It's a pretty interesting place. Tara was super sweet. Uh, she's also doing this live show called Atlantic Blue in Prince Edward Island. She does it every year. She's going to do it next summer. It's about the East Coast Canadian singer-songwriters. Um, some of them I didn't know. I knew Sarah McLaughlin, but I discovered a bunch of very talented artists as a result of Tara, and I hope you do too. Here's my conversation with Tara. And helping me relive my youth tonight is probably an artist who has one of the most beautiful singing voices I have ever heard in Tara McLean. Tara, how are you tonight? I'm fantastic, Noel. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Um, that beautiful voice. I know both your both your parents are very artistic. I would imagine they probably helped you, influenced you to pursue a music career. They certainly did. Uh, they always uh, helped me get on stage and sing. Um, my dad used to play guitar for me when I would do auditions, um, and we always sang at home. There was always music happening and. Um, a, a lot about what it takes to uh, make an audience fall in love with you and make them laugh and make them cry. I got addicted to it. And uh, even though I was certain I was not going to be an artist for a living, um, I here I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm in it. Right. And your um, like discovery, was it's a, it's a wonderful story how, um, how the record companies actually discovered you. Can you just talk a little bit about that? <laughs> It's a great story, actually. I was on a ferry boat from Victoria, British Columbia, to a little island called Salt Spring, which is where I am right now. And uh, I, it was just such a beautiful day. I thought, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna play my guitar on the top deck with my friends. And some people were listening, and uh, two of them were from a record company. One was from Network Records, and the other one was from Sony Music. And so I got a publishing deal with Sony and a record deal from Network. Yeah, and the song was. Um Better feel the rain. Bye. 
That's what I was singing, yeah. Yeah, which is a beautiful song, by the way. Thank you. I love that song. It's very special to me. Yeah, and that first album, that's where I discovered you, Silence. Um, I was up in school in Buffalo, and the best things about Buffalo are obviously the beer, the winds, <laughs> and the Canadian music, because the station is so close to being Niagara Falls and Toronto, the music bleeds <laughs> down. So I discovered you, I discovered M. Griner. Melanie Doan. So it was beautiful to discover so many very talented artists that I wouldn't yeah. discover if I was a different part of the country. And they're really good friends of mine. So oh, you have excellent taste in music. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to have M on hopefully soon. So oh, fingers great. crossed. Yeah. 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 So the first album, Silence and um, Evidence, such a beautiful song. Um, let's talk about how like your songwriting process, like how do you like partake in that? And is it easy? Is it every song different? Um, writer's block? i mm-hmm. 
every song is definitely different they all come in different ways and when I co-write that's a different process than say writing alone uh, but they almost always come just from emotion I, I feel it building up in me and what some people might describe as like um, it's not even really anxiety it's just sort of like this this ache or this confusion or this thing starts spinning inside me and I know that if I go and sit with my guitar 
and write some poetry or just write some music, then I'll be able to get it out. So it's, a, it's almost like an exorcism of, of emotion. And uh, it's been the way that I've survived my whole life. And I heard you once say, and this is, it's, it's an amazing quote, that a song is three minutes of truth. Three minutes of truth. Yeah, that that quote is actually from my friend Oedipus, okay. who is a legendary um, uh, radio guy from Boston, from oh. WBCN. Um, and uh, yeah, he said that to me once, and that really that really hit me and uh, and helped influence. And um, that really that really impacted me because that's really what songs are. Silence when when it was out was it a. I want to say that I know in Canada you won awards and like how, how much of like success did that album have in the U.S. if any? Well, in the U.S., I mean, I I think uh, you know I hear that I that I sold quite a few CDs. There wasn't online okay. sales at the time. Right. I sold most of my albums off the stage, okay. and I toured in the states for you know years. Um, and some nights I would sell 10 CDs, some nights I would sell a hundred. And so I, I don't know exactly how many were sold, but, um, I, I did have a lot of success with that album because it got me all these great tours, um, opening for bigger artists and it got me my record deal with Capitol. And, uh, I was just always very proud of that album. You know, it, it really lifted me out of a dark, place and then the feedback on the record was that it lifted a lot of people out of dark places and I I felt that that was um I realized that that was the whole my whole message um was that we can get through anything as long as we have mutual understanding and and uh yeah and I just the the reaction to that album was was so special so um, the success, I don't know sales wise um but I definitely know impact wise I I got a lot of um, a lot of good feedback and it meant the world to me right. what people would say about that record. Yeah. And in some ways I would think that would be more important than actual success. You know, sale wise. Yeah, yeah, it did because then, you know, it, it opened up the door for me to also, uh, yeah, make my passenger album with capital, which I'm another record that I, I really care about. Yeah, I do too. And I know all your fans do. That's another uh, fascinating out. But in, in between that, you toured on the little affair. So is it that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that had to be like a fantastic experience with all those talented uh, singer-songwriters. Oh, yeah. I, Lilith Fair was one of the great times in my life. And it's one of those peak times where when you're in it, you know that you're in one of the great times of your life. Um, my favorite moment was in San Diego when, um, I can't remember, I think it was Sean Colvin wasn't feeling well. She was pregnant. And I was a huge fan of hers. Right. And uh, she opted out of singing with the Indigo Girls and Sarah McLaughlin mm -hmm. on The Water is Wide, this okay. beautiful ballad. Right. And so Sarah came up to me and asked if I would join, oh, wow. which was such an honor. And it was my first time singing in front of that many people. So I don't know, 20, 30,000 mm -hmm. people. And that was just, that was a life highlight for me musically. One of the greatest moments of my life. So yeah. And I just got to sing with some of the greatest musicians in the world. It was great. When you perform in front of like so many people like that compared to like a very intimate crowd, does mm -hmm. that really like affect you or is it more like, you know, a smaller crowd? So you see everyone or when there's like 20,000, you don't see obviously every single fan there. So 
Mm. How much of a difference is there? Oh, it's such a difference. Uh, I'm so much more practiced in playing for small crowds. So uh, I actually, in some, I mean, I prefer, I can't, I don't prefer one over the other, um, but I love the intimacy of a small crowd because I love an interactive experience. I don't, I don't want to just be this person on the stage singing. I want to be someone communicating with the audience um, verbally as well. So that, that uh, is something that I incorporated into my show that I've been doing all summer or the last few summers. Um, my audience is usually between 80 to 140 right. people per night. And that is, that's really special. Right. Now let's, let's talk about Atlantic blue. Um, it sounds fascinating. I listened to the album and it's, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I only knew of Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, I'm sorry about my ignorance there of the um, rest of the Canadian on the East Coast, but I knew he covered Fear, which is another great Sarah McLaughlin song. Morning smiles Like the face of a newborn child Innocent unknowing Winter's end
of the uh, artists, how did you um, determine which ones you were going to cover? Well, really on the East Coast, you have your legends, and I pretty much got them all. (laughs) Like, I mean, (laughs) the ones, like, from from the the real history. Um, Next summer, I'm hoping to do a little section of the show that really takes the hat off to the more modern East Coast artists, but the real legends, I, I, uh, those were them. I, I, I really, when people say, who else would you have done? Um, most people come up to me and say, well, where's Anne Murray? She's yeah. from Nova Scotia. And, right. and I said, but she didn't write any songs. She was uh, just a singer. Yeah. So I think, I think I got it. So it was really easy. And I also, the song choices were just songs that I wanted to sing. Cause really it was just about me wanting to sing again and right. do a show in my hometown. Yeah. So and you, you took like a nice chunk of time off. Um, time off. Time being off. A- <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, being a mom is probably more work than actually, you know, performing and being on tour. Um, what, what, what actually made you uh, come back? You know, it's kind of a funny story. Um, you know, I've always, I was always singing with the kids uh, and, and I just started really missing having an audience and having that interaction with an audience. And I was sitting on the phone with Bill Bell, who used to be my husband um, and producer. And he's a really good friend. And I was just sitting in the car and I just shared with him how much I missed, um, I missed that, that process of making albums and and performing. And I just, I just started to cry. And he said, you know what? He said, you can't quit. You have Mm -hmm. to always sing. It's so important Um, and so, you know, do whatever it takes. And so I, I hung up the phone and I thought, okay, I'm kind of starting from scratch. I don't have a record deal. I mean, I still have a publishing deal with Sony, bless them for sticking with me for 25 years. Um, but I thought, what have I got? And well, I've got my voice and I have my desire to sing and I'm a good writer. So I took those three things and I started thinking about, well, if I was going to go somewhere and sing, where would I go? And I I thought I'd go home. I'd go home to Prince Edward Island, where I'm from, where I have support. Um, and I want to sing music from the East Coast because that nourishes me. And that's that's the lineage that I come from yeah. sonically. So uh, I just I just wrote Atlantic Blue from from that little recipe. Right. And it's been a, a massive success. Yeah. Where were you living before you moved back? <laughs> Right, uh, Salt Spring Island, um, but I still live on Salt Spring part of the year, and I live on PEI the other part of the year. Okay, Mm -hmm. I've only I've only known going to Niagara Falls, Toronto, Ottawa, so that's that's my uh, area. So I I hope to I hope to expand. One of the great things um, that's happened the last couple of summers has been people coming from the U.S. to the show, and that's been a, a real, a, a really exciting thing for me because not only do I get to introduce Canada and the East Coast right. to these, you know, and they're hardcore fans, like fans that have yeah. been also with me from the beginning right. who uh, want to see me perform, and just to be able to introduce them to my home and to to this music because, like you said, you hadn't heard of these artists before. Right. Yeah, oh, that, that's great. Yeah, so hopefully next year I can make a trip. That, that, that'd that be awesome. That'd be incredible. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, would, I would love to, yeah. Now, let's way back when, I guess, Silence came out, uh, I was playing on the radio. So, wh- remember where you were when you first heard one of your songs on the radio? 
I do. I was in Vancouver in my car uh, with my friend uh, Tom, and we were just driving, and I turned on Z95.3 <laughs> FM, and there was evidence, right. and it was my first single. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, great song. I was very happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I guess similar question. Um, where would be like the weirdest place you heard like one of your songs, like on the like played on the radio or anything like that? Well, I would say the weirdest place. I could say the weirdest place I performed once was right. in a strip club. Um, okay. My girlfriend, who was a dancer, right. uh, told me that she had started stripping. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And she <laughs> said, wouldn't it be great? She said, I always strip to this song Red from Silence. Right. the color 
And I said, well, wouldn't it be cool if I came down and sang it live while you stripped? And she said, that's great. So it was actually a pretty beautiful club in Vancouver. And I went down and they hooked me up to a sound system. And I got to witness this beautiful exotic dance to one of my songs. It was really great. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I've asked a lot of artists that question. I think that answer takes the cake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, that. yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Was that like was that a one-time uh, show that was, performance? That was a one-time thing. Yeah. And funny part was that my manager was in the audience, oh. and he didn't know I was going to be there, and I didn't know he was going to be there. Uh-oh. But he was there with his girlfriend on some kind of uh, I don't know random. Yeah. I, what why he was right. there, but he they were laughing so hard. That's it's pretty funny. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Videos. You actually have you know a few videos to your songs. Um, one of the best, "If I Fall." I kind of like the, the uh, whole Thelma Louise type thing. The big, the big yeah. teddy bear in the background.
trying to be so badass and they yeah. put this giant teddy bear in the car and I didn't even think about it until after. I was what is, what is happening? Right. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe put some sunglasses on the teddy bear and make it a little badass, but no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you actually enjoy like making all your videos? I do enjoy making yeah. videos very much. I'm very excited to make a new one because I'm going into the studio in November to record a new album. Oh, awesome. And, uh, and I'm fortunate enough to have um, some incredible filmmakers uh, that I've been watching and planning to work with uh, on the next video. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's great. Now, like you've obviously Atlantic, Atlantic Blue, a bunch of covers. Um, you've actually had a couple other covers. I saw a video um, covering Love Songs by The Cure. Which you opened up for them years ago. Oh yeah, that's that. You must have seen that recently. I just performed yeah. that a few weeks ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, and you, it's a great song. And like when you hear like really good like original songs and you hear covers, you always get a little leery. But yeah, you you knock that one out of the park. And another one, my favorite band is Tears for Fears of all time, and you covered Mad World. Yeah, and, Mad World. Yeah, which also was covered by Gary Jewell years ago. A different version, fantastic. Love your version, by the way. It's, Thank you. It's, it's so it's so good, and um, yeah, like it's both versions. I think are actually better than the original.
Thank you. Well, that says a lot because, yeah, that's just one of those songs I always loved. I thought I'd record it. I was surprised it made the album, um, but I, I was really grateful. You know, it's one of those things like Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Does the world really need another version right. of this? Yeah. Um, yet I love singing it, so right. I'm just going to do what I like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, so like you covered, you know, obviously The Cure, Tears for Fear. Do you like kind of like that modern rock new wave music too? I do, and then I like doing it in a super dark, sexy way. Right. No, which is yeah. pitch perfect, because you don't want to cover the song the exact same way that the original No. Did. What's the point? You no, know? exactly. Yeah. And I like songs that are originally sung by men, too, and yeah. singing them as, as a woman, and right. it just gives it a bit of a twist. Yeah, no, I, I, I love, like, M. She did the girl covers a few years ago. Yeah. And that was a fantastic album. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was it definitely, uh, I, I enjoy those covers, and you knock them all out of the park. So Thank you. Yeah, hopefully, Thank hopefully you. we'll have some more you know, down the road. Okay. <laughs> well, I might put that Cure song on the album. I liked it so much. Yeah, you should. You should. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was really good. It was good. Thank you. But Atlantic Blue, next next summer, correct? Same, next uh, summer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And new album comes out in November? Or New album will be recorded in November, November. Okay. and it'll come out in the spring. Awesome. Uh, but the, the real exciting news about the show is that um, I've been producing it the last couple of years, so I created it, wrote it, directed it, okay. starred okay. in it. So it's kind and of like then, uh, And then this year, my absolute dream came true, and I it got picked up by the Charlottetown Festival, oh, nice. which is, oh. to me, the holy grail of mm -hmm opportunities because right. I basically now get to work with some of the best directors, lighting designers, uh, musical directors, right. um, set designers. I mean, the whole thing is going to be just, it's going to be amazing. So if you come up next summer, yeah. you'll see a, a really cool, cool show, like the show that I yeah. created, but just amplified in the best way. Oh, definitely. That sounds great. Now, like how much, obviously now rather than just perform it, you're creating it. So how like much work goes into doing all that it's a lot of different hats you have to wear oh it is um well this is the neat thing is that next summer i just i'm just a performer perfect <laughs> um again uh but you know the last few years i've worked harder than i've ever worked right. um because trying to get momentum trying to um be a singer again i mean i turned 45 in a couple of weeks so i'm not the young ingenue anymore right. you know i'm i'm i've got these other skills and 
raising a family gave me a lot of skills in uh, time management and uh, multitasking. So uh, I believe being a mother prepared me very well for my role as a producer. And, and yeah, everything has just gone so perfectly. And at the end of the day, all I want to do is create a show um, that touches people like I always have Mm -hmm. wanted to do and have a team of people around me who feel loved and appreciated. Um, and just good vibes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mean, that that in itself is a recipe for success, I think. Right. Now, with, with mm-hmm. the new album, I know with Atlantic Blue, you kind of went the pledge music route, correct? That's right, yeah. Yeah, you're going to do the same thing with the new album? I am not. Okay. Um, uh, it, pledge music was perfect. And I'm so, so glad I did it. And it was a great opportunity. Um, and it's also a lot of work. Hmm. Uh, what I, what I might do is, um, I might do it just for pre-sales, okay. uh, because it's really great to get the music out to the, to the fans in that way, right. but I don't think I'll do the whole campaign again. Uh, I have, um, private funders who oh, want perfect. to see me make my album and, uh, I really am grateful for that. Okay. That's awesome. A lot easier <laughs> for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for a few minutes, and I really appreciate it. I look forward to hearing the new album, and then next summer and seeing Atlantic Blue. That would be amazing. I really hope you come, and lovely talking to you. And a special thanks to Tara for joining me today. Follow her on Twitter at TaraMacMusic. Her website is TaraMcLeanMusic.com. Can't wait for the new album next year. Very excited. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first in all one nine. Be sure to like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show can be found on SoundCloud, can be found on Podbean. A new episode of Reliving My Youth comes out every Wednesday. We'll see you next week.